Tree Talking Time is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at Conkeys.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Welcome back to another episode of Tree Talking Time. In this week's episode, if you're listening on the day this launches, it is Halloween. So I picked a spooky and scary guest uh, for this week. Unfortunately for you, we're not going to talk about the spooky, scary, paranormal today. But these guys are a riot, and uh, that's what they talk about on their podcast. So be sure to check out their podcast after you listen to this one. But we're going to get to know the guys behind Coon Hunting Confidentials today. I got to sit down with them at Autumn Oaks, had a great time. Last year I sat down with them and uh, they kind of grilled me, so this year I returned the favor. So, um, as we move into the holiday season though, make sure to be checking out all my sponsors. You've got Conkeys, uh, Full Cry Magazine, and W. You know those Tree Talking Time shirts will make a great Christmas gift, so check those out on at dusupply.com. And without further ado... Here's this week's episode. Uh, me and Dustin or Daniel, we don't got our boots on anyways. We can't get that deep. <laughs> I, got so. my, I got my flip-flops on. I don't Mm-mm. get too far deep. But, I mean, I will throw it out there. If anybody's got some weird, creepy stories or just strange hunting encounters, I definitely want to hear them. Mm-hmm. Always, I'm always fishing for stories. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's hard to find. It is. Like It's getting harder. You know, I can talk to anybody about dogs. I mean, it, if you own dogs and you hunt dogs, I can talk to you. you you're looking for a very select group. And the thing about it is, is there's stories out there. It's just getting the people in. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people don't want to talk Talking them into. If I can have a conversation with a person, nine times out of ten, I can talk them into recording with us. Mm-hmm. But then there's that one every whatever that's just – won't record. Did you tell yep. him about the one we missed, Dustin? Nah, I'll tell so, him afterwards. Let, just let me give him a sneak peek because it's good. <laughs> Still going sound cool. Somebody in their family met some aliens and talked to them. <laughs> yes, we missed that. How did hunting. you miss that? Jeez. Me and Daniel was off gallivanting. Get the <laughs> ice cream. They, <laughs> left, they left me in here by my lonesome and I don't know how to run the equipment. Oh, man. How long you been doing this? I just show up and run my mouth, man. Yeah, if you think <laughs> I'm he's low, bad, you ought to be me. <laughs> I'm the low man on the token pole. <laughs> no, he ain't. I'm I the just, low man. I just drive. <laughs> it ain't that hard. Some dials, some, a record well, button. Yeah, Come they on, was, They was all the people in here you couldn't hear. No way. Yeah. I'm just here to be funny. <laughs> well, that you are. And not so. fun, not funny, ha ha though. Funny looking. No, not no. funny queer, funny ha ha. <laughs> no, funny you, queer. You that out if you want to. <laughs> Have you even started recording yet? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, <laughs> you like me then? Way smart. I'll always press record because yeah. You... <laughs> so why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'll go first. My name's Ryan James. I'm a I'm nobody special. <laughs> I got two plot dogs that are not special, <laughs> but one of them's the best coon dog I ever had. I'm right there with you. And, uh, not, I ain't got nothing special. So I like her. Good deal. And I got a little squirrel dog that's pretty decent, too. And that's about it. Without getting into a 30-minute conversation, I guess. Well, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> you want to go with me next? Sure. Okay, I'm Daniel Felker. Um, I hunt a, got a walker female, and I got a black and tan. 
puppy. He's about 15 months old. It has the worst gas ever. At least last year it did. Yeah, last year it <laughs> did. Yeah, last year he did. That's what ended the podcast. That dog farted. Yeah. We all rolled. <laughs> and uh, let's say I've been coon hunting. I'm 43, and I've been coon hunting since around 91, 92 area. Okay. So we're looking at 30 years. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. Dude, you're getting old. <laughs> Tell me about it. All right, I'm uh, Dustin Faulkner. I, I ain't nobody, really. He I mean, started Faulkner Curse. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if I did, but nah, I got a little mountain cur female that's 2020 bred, and I just, this weekend up here, I picked up a little tree and cur that's running around. Yep. I can hear it in the background. Yep. And she's <laughs> half walker, half half cur, I mean. Okay. We'll see. She might make it. You may as well tell them what, what line of cur she's from. Well, she goes back to some Gold Nugget Junior, and uh, she had some Thunder Sport and Geron- Mountain State Geronimo okay. and some jukebox stuff. She looked far back in her pedigree. They were some real recognizable dogs. <laughs> she's about ready to take off that chair. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to hook her to the table. Right, she'll be all right, let her go. She'll be all right. She's slipping and sliding right now. That's funny. So how did you so you guys have a podcast? Yep. And explain kind of what your podcast is. Daniel, you do that. All right. <laughs> so it's called Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network. And uh we basically look for dog hunting. Primarily coon hunting stories, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll do like venture out on like whether it be squirrel hunting or whatever. But it's we look for any kind of creepy encounters, whether it be uh spooky stuff, mm-hmm. so cryptids like Sasquatch, anything like that. And we've had a few of those. We actually, um, but so that's just kind of one. I knew uh, Dustin is the one that got me hooked on podcast. Okay. So, was coon hunting one night, and he mentioned something about Houndsman XP. Uh, it was something about scenting. Okay. I went on there and listened to it, and then I just fell in love. with just mm-hmm. I started listening to podcasts, and I was like, that sounds like fun. I think I want to do that. But then when I started listening to a bunch of other stuff, I started, like, discovering there was, like, Sasquatch Chronicles and stuff like that that mm-hmm. was also an interest of mine. And I was like, Hey, y'all. I was like, <laughs> let's look for the creepy. Actually, I heard a story. Um, there was a guy telling a coon hunting story in the Daniel Boone National Forest on Tony Merkel's The Confessionals, okay. which is a huge podcast. Mm-hmm. And so. Dwarfs all of us. Do what? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, he's actually, like, been able to grow that into Merkel Media now. Okay. So, it's huge. And he was telling a coon hunting story, and I, that's when it clicked in my head is like, there needs to be some type of coon hunting podcast because you could tell Tony Merkel didn't know diddly about coon hunting. Yeah. And shocker. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, man, I want to, I wonder if there's more stories out there like that. And I was like, I kind of want to hear them. I was like, this puppy is going crazy. He's, she's attacking the box and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I told y'all I need to move her. Yeah. Slide her out there in the middle of the floor. Chain her to the leopard table, dude. <laughs> Chain her to the leopards over there. <laughs> She's going to yeah. eat that box up. She just did. <laughs> yep. But, 
You boys and your puppies. <laughs> Disrupting <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> so that was kind of when um we started thinking about like the podcast stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, it just kind of worked out to where Ryan and I. He started hunting with me, and I don't know how old he was, 13. I was about 12, 13 years old. Okay. So I was diehard back then, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I just, it's rough on the fat boy sometimes. <laughs> it was crazy. It. He would be, uh, man, we'd hunt, I hunt all like, year in a T-shirt. Jeez. Yeah. Crazy. Middle of the winter, he'd be in a T-shirt at, in his teens. But then. It's different now. I got more insulation now than I did then. <laughs> it's amazing he made it through high school because he'd stay out with me sometimes till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. and A lot of times. Get up and go to school. Or 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. That was one month, like Jeez. in December. We might have missed like two nights we didn't the whole miss month. a night of December. We, I think, no, we didn't miss a night. We hunted Christmas night. No, we hunted the whole month of December. Jeez. And that was that was. I would come home from school ago. and go to sleep, wake up for <laughs> supper, eat supper, go back to sleep. Wake up at 11.30 because he got off work at 12 o'clock. Okay. And I'd get ready. He'd come pick me up. We'd go hunting. <laughs> I had a dog. Back then, I had a dog named uh, Timber who was off of uh, a dog named Cutter that Tony Kloniger or I don't know Collinger how. Or Collinger I don't remember how you pronounce like his name. It was Crow and Grant's Cutter. Okay. So, I had a Barker dog, and he was probably the most accurate dog I've ever owned. Gotcha. I, I love that sucker. You've I always, say always a, been a walker dog, man? Well, when when the very first night I went was the no. very first night my daddy ever went coon hunting. Okay. So the bug hit me. This dude, um, we was actually hunting with this. Uh, there was a group called Royal Rangers, yeah. a church group. Yep. All right. So they took us coon hunting with some of the other like local coon hunters around uh, Whitmire. We're from we're from South Carolina. Yeah. So we, they took us coon hunting, and there was this guy, he handed me, we was down on the, the river bottom. He handed me the leash to his blue tick, and he was like, here, lead my dog. And, dude, the bug hit me. I fell in love with it. My daddy, just, he started liking black and tans. So the very the first dog we had that was a good dog mm-hmm. was a black and tan. Okay. He took a liking to them. How many dogs did it take you to get to that good dog? Okay. Um. We, our first two dogs were my, my great uncle, he had a blue tick. Mm-hmm. They called him Old Blue, whatever. All he was, was he'd run around. We'd listen to him chase deer at night. I grew up out in the country. Mm-hmm. We'd listen to him run deer in the nighttime. We'd sit on the front porch and you'd hear him running deer. He'd come, he'd break off. He'd come back home. Mm-hmm. Well, he, um... He went, my great uncle had went and bought a female blue tick. So he just happened to have a litter of puppies. Mm-hmm. So we got two of them. <laughs> and, of course, I was, what, 11, 12 years old. I named them Dan and Ann. <laughs> Imagine that. Yep. So they really, turned. Really original names. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they turned out to be the best deer dogs. And they were great deer tracking dogs. Mm-hmm. They were uh they broke off on some deer when they were about six months old, and almost you couldn't break them off deer. Mm-hmm. They loved it. So my daddy gave them away for, like, blood tracking dogs. Okay. And they would – um, one guy, 
he had had uh, female for years and years, and I ain't no telling how many deer he found for people that would call Chad up and be like, man, mm-hmm. shot this deer, can't yeah. find it. Good and deal. he'd go take her out there, and they'd go find it. Mm-hmm. Then we had a pair of English puppies. Went through them. They didn't make it. Uh, i say five dogs. <laughs> it was, they didn't make it. Yeah. So he finally was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a black and tan that's already – he bought one. And he was a good dog. He was, what, night champion when he bought him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he just – all through my teens was black and tan. So when I hit about 18, 19, I think is when I got my first Walker dog. Okay. And I've had Walker dogs ever since. I do have a blue tick female. I'm trying to sell her now. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with her. It's just I don't have time to hunt her because mm-hmm. I got that black and tan puppy, and I got my Walker female. Okay. And she's just kind of the odd one out. That mm-hmm. I ain't got time to hunt all them dogs. Yeah. So I started feeling those nostalgic feelings for the black dogs about a year ago. Yeah. And I found one here at Autumn Oaks. <laughs> and I was like, actually, it's mine and my daddy's dog. He sent me the money. <laughs> he sent the money. Uh, he gave it to my wife. She put it in the bank, transferred it over to my checking account, and I went and got it out of the ATM. That's funny. Went and bought it. So it's actually our dog. Okay. But I like him. I think he's going to do pretty good. He's he's 15 months old. I've treed two coons with him before it started getting so hot down in South Carolina. Yeah. And I think he's really going to turn it on this hunting season. So good I'm going to try to single him out and yep. keep my, my female, my walker, she's – Five. She's I want to keep her tuned up. Yeah, it shouldn't be cool. too bad. Nah, because my little girl wants to hunt her. South Carolina has like a youth. She is rambunctious <laughs> today, homie. I mean, she done slept all day on day under this stupid <laughs> table, and now she wants to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> she done slept all day in here under this daggum table, and now she's going crazy. Turn her loose off the leash and let her run. <laughs> yeah, she'd be out that door in two seconds. So you can't chew on my nice new hat. Quit. That is a nice new hat. Where'd you get that hat? From Ben Sheets at Tree Talking <laughs> Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that fella's pretty cool. He's all right. Pretty cool fella. Well, I appreciate you buying a hat, but back to Daniel's I need story. to get one. I don't remember. It was like something out of black and tan. Got hot. Yeah. He tree, he's tree too. Okay. And right in the spring of the year, when mm-hmm. right before kill season went out. Okay. And then he is... He split off from my female after kill season. Mm-hmm. I didn't knock it out to him. I just petted him up and took him, and then, and then it started getting hot down there in the south. And I ain't done a whole lot this summer right here. I've done the least amount of hunting this summer than I have the past several summers. See, I don't hunt in the summer, so I well, hate when it. I go, it'll be like one, two o'clock in the morning when it's like kind of the coolest. Well, I gotta be at, gotta get up for work after a little after five, so. Yeah. Well, with my work schedule, when I do, I I work from noon to midnight. Okay. So when I get off at midnight, mm-hmm. that's not bad. I go hunting, mm-hmm. but I just haven't felt it this year. It's been so hot and muggy, and I'm just like, no, it's Some, dry. Somebody I know, they said they worked a second shift, and he said it was the best schedule for his coon hunting because he's like, what else? Nobody's up at midnight. He goes, what else are you gonna do? So he's like, I'd go hunting. I'd come home, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, go to sleep, wake up, you know, 11 o'clock, and go to work. 
I used to do that a lot until yeah. I opened up that feed store and being opening <laughs> up at 9.30. I was started at 9 o'clock, and then I was like, I can't make 9 o'clock. <laughs> I don't make 9.30. Don't let him lie to you. I do. I do 10 o'clock a lot of times. So how many days a week are you open, the feed store open? Oh, it's open Monday, Tuesday. My dad works because I work Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday okay. from noon to midnight. And then my dad will be there on Tuesdays from like 11 o'clock till 6. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be at work. Closed on Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, and then somebody will be there. My wife, kid, or somebody will be there on uh, Saturday till like 2 o'clock. Okay. So nice. It's not a huge feed store. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a small town, okay. small little feed store. Yeah. I mean, I ain't killing it or nothing. Wow. I definitely can't retire from my other job and just do that. <laughs> yeah. It almost, sometimes it feels like a hobby, and then sometimes it feels like, you know, it's like, and other times it's like I'm really going at it, and other times it's like some days it's business, some days it's a hobby. hobby. Yeah, some days it's a, a headache. Yeah, <laughs> dude, somebody, somebody dude. shoot that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you can't say that. It's like put tape over that dog's nose. <laughs> she wants to freak out, man. She's freaking out, man. Mm-mm-mm. That's the most rambunctious she's been since you got her. I know. She, earlier when I seen her, I was like, "Is this puppy all right?" Like, yeah, she's very like stoic. half dead. <laughs> she's re- she's well rested. We will say that. <laughs> it's that Walker dog coming out of there. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You said you got some plot dogs. I got some plot dogs. I got one named Keisha. She's like Keisha. Keisha's going on four years old. And when I first started with her. I was walking across the field one night. I'd only give the boy half the money for her. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think of what I was going to tell him because I wasn't giving him another half of the money for that dog. I was walking across it. Well, actually, I wasn't even walking her. She done run off. She was gun shy. Trying to figure out how I was going to get my collar back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there ain't no way I can pay this for this dog. Mm-hmm. And then one night at about 2 o'clock in the morning, a switch flipped. And okay. That's I, just the best I had to of- talk him into it. I was asleep. He woke me up. He's like, you want to make one more drop? And I was like, we might as well. <laughs> that one drop. She, The other two drops previous to that, she would fall asleep. And before we left, she's almost solid black, so I couldn't hardly find her because she would go to sleep right there. Curled up in a ball. We're like, where's Keisha? <laughs> and 2 o'clock in the morning, she struck one off the leash. And she's been doing it ever since. Good deal. What made you want plot dogs? Um, they were something different. Okay. And then everybody talked junk about Keisha, so then I said, if she ever trees a coon, I will never let y'all forget about it. And I'm not going to. <laughs> there so you go. <laughs> so you got another one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't so 100% sure about that one. Keisha, I like Keisha. I, the verdict is still out on the other one. I think he's going to be all right. How old is he? Mm, he's going on two. Well, he's probably about 18 months old or so. Okay. So he ain't far from being two. Last year was his first season. Mm-hmm. I ain't hunted him all summer. Yeah. Oh, he's gamey. He's gamey. gamey. He had a lot, he's got a lot of promise. I, I like just, him. I'm waiting to see him look up on something. Okay. He'll look up one day. <laughs> and you got a cur dog, you said? Or I a got a little dog? feist dog, yeah. Okay. A mountain feist. Good deal. Hey, dude, I wish I had a hound dog that hunted like that feist dog. She's, She's all business. She's all business. From the time I put her in, she'll sit on the dash and look, <laughs> looking for squirrels. Yeah. But she's probably, she's my once-in-a-lifetime dog. She's the best hunting dog I've ever had, probably. Okay. She's sure enough. Where'd you get I, her? Got her from a guy in Kentucky. I didn't even know how she was bred for the longest. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't send her puppy papers off, you know. I just, okay. I called him and talked to him. She's a Reynolds bred dog. Yeah. But uh, I had her on the podcast. He, he's a super great guy. And I really like her a lot. Like, kind of. She wouldn't even. She's born in June or mm-hmm. June the first. So the first year of her life, she wouldn't even. Her first squirrel season, she wasn't even a year old. Yeah. Put 167 squirrels on the tailgate with just her by wow. herself. She'd never been. Yeah. I hunted her for two years. Never hunted her with another dog besides a puppy one or two times. Mm-hmm. Somebody would bring along. But yeah, that's my once in a lifetime dog. Yeah. I wouldn't get rid of her. Her Keisha ain't going nowhere. <laughs> they might could buy a tight squeeze. There you go. I remember you said last year you got the squirrel dog though because your son likes to go or something. I think. Well, I take my boys. Yeah, I yeah. take my boys a good bit. Yeah, I'd love to squirrel hunt. And I've taken my my oldest a little bit squirrel hunting. He's coon hunted too, but it's definitely a lot easier. Oh yeah. I just yep. my my day job just gets in the way of my hunt. Up a bunch of time. <laughs> Them dang day jobs. I know. I, I tried to find another one that would maybe be like more like your schedule, you know? Yeah. Three days a week or something. Something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, haven't found something better. And I'm like you. I don't do no hunting during the summertime. Maybe, maybe one of these away. days I'll become a famous podcaster and can. Just retire. That'd be cool. Home, but real work. That's the plan. <laughs> we just need a couple million dollar friends. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got some sponsors, but if uh, anybody else is looking to sponsor this podcast <laughs> to make this uh, a full-time gig here. Elon Musk, you hear that? Exactly. <laughs> we'll take you coon hunting. <laughs> yeah. All you want to go. We'll make you just feel like a regular old person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick you up in my Nissan to drop the passenger door don't open. Yeah, climb through my side. <laughs> or, or through the window. <laughs> the Duke's a hazard. Yes. <laughs> He'd be like, this is living right here. <laughs> he probably would. But then he'd want, to, he'd want to give you, like, you know, a Tesla truck or something. I'd drive it if he's going to give it to me. <laughs> yeah. They're ugly as I'll get out, but you drive it. I mean, I'd take it, too, if he's going to give it to me. Like, as long as you give it to me and pay the taxes, I'll take it. There you go. I'd hate to see what the taxes is on one of them. I have no idea. I guarantee in South Carolina it ain't going to be cheap. More than likely not. It's not going to be cheap anywhere. Government's got to have their their piece of the pie. That's it. Their piece keeps getting bigger, though. I feel like their piece is bigger than mine. Well, yeah, that's why all of our music is is booming. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. (laughs) It's booming. That is a fact. He came along just in the nick of time. Tax to no end. Yes. Yo, Dustin? Yeah. Have you told us about yourself? No. A little bit. Well, we need a whole lot. Well, I I reckon I started running dogs. I was 18, so it would have been like 2010. And I run with some feathers I still work with today, still hunt with today. And I was like, I always had a thing for dogs. And I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. A dog that earns this keep you know don't just eat yeah. crap and bark in the yard i'm like this is where it's at so went to clemson and took a turkey hunting class and actually got to hunt with some boys up there that had squirrel dogs well didn't like college so i come back home <laughs> and got me a real job and went to tech but i bought my first dog she was she was just a tree and cur off a little young kid that just playing baseball, didn't have time to hunt her, was mm-hmm. given the dog by some old man that was getting out of it. Her name was Bree. I don't remember what her registered name was, but I bought that dog on a Friday. 
Well, we was hunting on some landlocked game management that you had to get on the river to go to that next day. And I was like, all right, well, dog don't know me from Adam, but <laughs> I got a dog. We hunting. So we pile in this boat, and there's like eight men and about six dogs in this 18-foot boat just going to hunt this landlocked stuff. And one of my buddy's dogs pissed on my leg. <laughs> and I told him if I had to pee, I'd pee all over this dog. But... She hunted, done great. I mean, showed out, and uh, I was I was like, yeah, I probably won't never not have another one. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, we was at the boat, and everybody's dog was around, and I'm like, some somebody's dog opened up about 300 yards off, and I'm like, whose doggone dog is that? Everybody looked at me, that's your dog. <laughs> Golly. So there I go to get her. And she had two squirrels in the tree, so I was all right with that. But Thank I've you. I've had dogs ever since. My my four year old is a twenty twenty bred. She's straight off of twenty twenty Festus and a grand pup off of twenty twenty Hummer. Okay. And I mean all you cur dog people knows who Hummer is. Mm-hmm. And then I've I've gone through some that just ain't made it and She's the only one I got right now, except this little pup here that's <laughs> chilling with Daniel. She's going to be one of the greats. She I'm might the, be. I'm the puppy whisperer. The puppy whisperer. You are. Suit me. But <laughs> we'll get this song on trading coons, bud. We'll coon hunt it at night and squirrel hunt it in the day. There you go. Go. Come Come Lieutenant, Dan. Lieutenant Dan's going to blood trail deer and, and tree squirrels <laughs> and bay hogs. He's going to do it all, man. He's going to do it all. There you go. And he might be a shrimp boat captain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I don't know if you listened to our podcast, the last one, how this sucker, oh, what so. he uses to call this dog with. I missed it. Ice cream. Ice cream? I say, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> I got and you that, some ice cream. The dog come comes run. running. I try to call. He's like, come on, Dan. <laughs> I'm whistling. You can't call him by his Nothing. name. Nothing. This sucker starts saying, <laughs> ice cream, ice cream, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. This sucker turns around, bead lines to him. So here's a funny story. I had an old dog when I got it started in this. The guy got me started, Mike. He get, let me basically have this old dog. Me too, dog. Worthless. And he was going deaf. But at the same point, sometimes he went deaf on his own accord versus actually being deaf. <laughs> yeah. Selective so, hearing. Exactly. Well, one night I couldn't get him back. I started barking. I told y'all he was a me too dog. He coming in and covered you. <laughs> yeah. I've done that hog hunt before, man. I've done that hog hunt a lot. I was like, this dog would not come back to me. I'm hollering, I'm calling nothing. I start barking and he's here he comes running. I was gonna do do that years ago. I've done like, that hog hunting dude. With a red bone. Mm-hmm. All them hog dogs, you know, they hear one bark, they like Woof. Yeah. They swarm. I've been trying to catch Devin's dogs a lot. Like, <laughs> he'd be like, Ryan, get trees. <laughs> like, he did that one night years and years ago. Um, he was from South Carolina, and he hunted red bones. His daddy hunted red bones. His daddy actually helped get a lot of the clubs in the upper state of South Carolina established mm-hmm. as coon clubs in the 90s. And, man, I'll never forget that sucker was at that hunt, and he got somebody to start barking like a dog, and he was trying to get his to come in. Yeah. And he was like, watch this, and he starts blowing a squall. <laughs> Has somebody else barking. Man, the heck on that red bone. 
That song gonna come bowling up on that tree. <laughs> we was right there at the truck, man. <laughs> I'm like, golly. Circle him up, boy. <laughs> Conkey's Outdoors is proud to be a sponsor of Tree Talking Time. Family, hunting, tradition is the Conkey's motto. They understand the importance of passing down the tradition of hound hunting. They are a family-owned business that treats you like family. They also understand the importance of having the gear you need when you need it. Conkey's carries everything for your next hunt, and it ships to your door quick. They also offer great warranties on all tracking systems and financing options. Check them out at conkeys.com. You can also use the code TREETALKINGTIME5 in all caps to save as well. So I need some good hunting stories. Like what kind of, what do you mean uh, by good hunting stories? <laughs> Memorable. All right. I, I got one. Could I be got, the best hunt you ever had. This is the worst hunt we ever had. <laughs> That's, that works too. We went to a place called Traveler's Rest. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any coons. <laughs> I hate to say that. <laughs> I hate to talk bad about a place, but we hunted 25. Dude's like, I got 2,500 acres. You remember him telling us that the first time? Yes, drop? I sure do. And it was obviously like. 1,250 straight up. <laughs> yeah, 1,250 <laughs> straight down. <laughs> because they was in a highway when we caught them in no time. Jeez. And we cut them across 2,500 acres. The next spot we go to, we cut the dogs loose. And by the time the dogs get out of sight, the guy goes, you only got permission to hunt about five acres right here. <laughs> <laughs> so the dogs get treated, and they all go to them. I, I'm like, I'm going to sit in the truck. Well, I'm sitting there trying to go to sleep. And by that time, I heard somebody say, what in the blank are you doing on my property? I come to I'm like, it sounded like it was right there at the truck. I'm looking around. I don't see nobody. And I can see them way across the cow pasture. And when they got back to the truck, what it was is this little old woman had a shotgun drawn on them. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and it was Daniel and the other guys. <laughs> well, they come back to the truck, and I think, did you sneak on down in there and get timber? You yeah. You turned your light out. Yeah. You know, that other yeah, boy turned your light out. I had to cut my light out and go, no, I'll tell you how I come up on that other boy in a minute. Oh, so, well, the guy that was guiding us, he comes back to the truck. He's, like, panicked. I'm like, what happened? He's like, old woman's calling the law on us. I got to hide some stuff. He starts hiding guns and stuff uh, off in the woods. He's like, I ain't supposed to have a gun. I'm a felon. Oh, (laughs) jeez. So he hides his guns, and they come up out of the woods where the police show up, and the police know it was three people. Mm -hmm. The the woman had no clue I was there. They just know three people. Well, that one boy was still in the woods getting his dog. So I had to act like I was one of the three people. Yeah. And we go up there, and this whole woman's. She's like, I've never <laughs> been disrespected before in my life or something like that. Went on and on. I got a no trespassing notice put on me when I was like 15 years old in Traveler's Rest. Well, y'all did. And nobody still ain't treated coon in Traveler's Rest. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all. I was coming back. I, I, I slipped in down this creek bank in between the creek with my light on low to go get. My dog was treed. That's where we was going mm-hmm. to score my dog's tree. And... We was coming across this cow pasture. And, and she said, no, you ain't. She was like, she, yeah, she had a shotgun. So we go back to the truck, and I was like, I'm going to get my dog. And uh, so I head down the creek. I had my light on low, and there was this other young boy. He had the same idea. He was going to go in there and catch this blue tick for the guy he was with. Mm-hmm. And I come up on him, and he's like just laid stretched out on the creek bank. And I'm like, dude. What is wrong with you? And he just points up. He was like, <laughs> I fell off that. <laughs> he had no light. Oh, this joker just straight walking and just <laughs> free fell off the, off the creek bank down onto the sandbars. Like, bam. Jeez. 
He just laid out with his tennis shoes on. I was like, this is something else right here. No, I, I got him. But I go and I get my dog. He's got a coon. And actually, see it in the cedar tree. Mm-hmm. So, I come back out. And when I come back out, somebody done cut the electric fence on because I crossed the electric fence going in. That's coming back out, I'm on my hands and knees. <laughs> and I'm holding on to the metal part of the dog leash. Mm-hmm. And my, my dog's butt hits it. And I'm down on my hands and knees. And I felt it when it came through the dog and threw down through the chain. It's like, and it got me. I'm like, oh, I was like, son of, I actually seen it arc off my dog's butt when it was like touching. It's like, I felt it, hit me. So we got back. And by the time we're coming across that field, Ryan's like, come on, come on. The cops are coming back. So I take off running. I throw my dog, that's Timber, the same the same mm-hmm. dog off cutter. I throw him in the dog box, sitting right there, and then we all had to go up and apologize to this woman. And, like, come to find out, she didn't even own the land. All she did was rent this little rinky-dink trailer out in the middle of this cow pasture. She didn't own none of it. Jeez. And called the law, got us a trespassing notice in, in Traveler's Rest. Cops was cool though, because when they first pulled up, they was like, "Y'all having an alright time?" And we was like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "Till the dang cop showed up," <laughs> and then he told us what was gonna happen. He's like, "It's okay. I may have one on me at Myrtle Beach." <laughs> like, it ain't a big deal. It's okay to have trespassing notice on. Well, I, I have a similar story, but I was the guide. <laughs> we were hunting public land, but the dog was got down, and it it bought some against some private, and I tried to get permission to hunt the private, and. uh Guy's like, no. I'm like, all right. He goes, we're animal lovers. We don't want nobody hunting our property. All right. I'm like, the dog get, my dog gets a tree on your property. Can I come get it? I guess, but no guns. Okay, fair enough. Well, we're in a night hunt, so obviously no guns. Well, they crossed like, and, and the public land, it borders a, a lake. Well, the lake comes up this creek. Well, the creek comes behind their property and basically right at the end of their property is where it starts widening. And because uh, it's, it's just the lake is a man-made lake. Yeah. And so uh, basically they crossed right there at the corner, this these people's property. But they got a pasture right there. And one dog crossed it, went and treed coon on the other side. Well, the other dog wouldn't cross it. So he starts treeing on this side of the creek. So she they hear it, and she comes out on her four-wheeler and starts screaming at us. I start trying to walk to her, and I was trying to be like civil, like, hey, ma'am, how you doing? Like, explain what's going on. And she's just screaming, get the blank off my property, get the blank off my I'm like, your husband told me I could get my dog. I'm just trying to get my dog and get out of here. Well, get out of here. All right. So we get the dog. Well, we get the dog that's there, and we go to look at this creek, and it's deep. We're like, all right. So we start walking up this creek bank. Because technically, even though the private property borders the creek, they don't own the stream bank. No. Mm-hmm. So we start walking a stream bank trying to like find somewhere across. It is so stinking deep. We had to go all the way around right by these people's house, all the way out to the road where there's a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't happy. Sure enough, the dog had to coon. But it was it was a mess. So I don't know about a good hunt story because there's I mean well, I got a bunch I got of one good ones. then. I well, got one. Good, bad, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I got Go one. Me and the fella, I still hunt with him today, work with him. 
we was hunting and i i hadn't bought my first dog yet so i was just going with the folks i worked with at hunting and he had a little feist dog and two cur dogs i'm like all right this man got three we'll be able to do something and they good they was good dogs now but uh man turned the dogs out it was early in the season so it was cool but it wasn't cold yet mm-hmm. and uh hunting public land down on the river and we done i mean we done busted out three squirrels bam 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 i like all right I'm, this is this will be all right this will be all right hunt and uh the other buddy texted us and was talking smack like tell dustin if he wants to actually see some meat in the tree he ought to go with me and them dogs struck and they they was they was loud but they was moving and i'm like oh man they timbering that squirrel so we we kind of rushing through the woods and we got about 100 yards away and we just hear pigs squealing <laughs> he's like now we in a doggone beeline through the woods and i'm toting a 20 gauge and he's toting a 12 gauge so we're not really equipped for what's fixing to happen <laughs> and man i'm telling you that little feist dog i mean the curve was bait too but that little feist dog was running around these three pigs so fast they didn't know what to do just <laughs> just <laughs> and he didn't know how i was gonna act because we hadn't been in that situation together and i just i picked out one and Doo, doo, dogs was clear. He shot the other two, doo, doo. And, uh, man, two of them sows, the one I killed had 13, had 12 piglets in them. The one he killed had eight piglets in her. And then they was a little 60-pound, you know, little sow with them. Dang. So we killed 23 pigs <laughs> in about <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> we ain't been hunting 30 minutes, you know. But then... We got to get these stupid things off of this game management land. <laughs> and cuz, we checking it and we like half a mile, three quarters of a mile from where we parked the vehicles. Mm-hmm. So we looking and trying to figure out how we're going to do this. Of course, we done field dressed them, I guess would be the right way to say it. And we looking and we had some rope and we just each tied to one of them big ones and started dragging. And he didn't tell me. But there was a graveyard right here that within 100 yards. And, you know, graveyards usually got road beds to them. No, yeah. No. We dragged these stupid tongue guns through the river bottom. <laughs> and because I'm sinking to my knees, these pigs is getting the suction on them. you having to snatch them out. Jeez. And because I, I was in shape back then. Like, I was fresh out of high school, had run track all four years. He says that as <laughs> You know, come well, on, I'm Ryan. not in shape now. But. I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm right there with you. But we got about half, we got out of that mud, and I was like, all right, cause I can't, I can't drag this thing up by myself no more. We're gonna just both drag. So we we do. We both grab hold of this one and go to dragging. And now this man's hands is about as big around as a freaking basketball. And he's a little old short feather, but he's real stocky. But he got some mm-hmm. big old hands. And we come to where we fixing to come up to the truck, and it's about, it's a steep grade, but it ain't real tall. So I'm like, mm-hmm. we'll just snatch the sun up there. So we both turn around and snatch, and the rope breaks. And this sun gun hammer fists me in the chest <laughs> and knocks the breath out of me. But 
I didn't fall but about six inches because <laughs> the hill was so steep. He was, boom. Was that Tim? Yeah, Tim. Oh, yeah, he's a stout little hammer. He's short and stout. He's like a little yeah. fullback type dude. And we got him up there where we could drive into him, and he was in like a 84 square body Chevrolet with about mm-hmm. a 12-inch lift on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to drive this song on in there. And I didn't realize how crazy this song was when it come to a vehicle at the time. Like, first of all, we didn't lock the hooves. And then we get to walking out, and I see all these pine trees that has fell over in the road. And I'm like, well, we're going to have to drag these pigs out. He said, no, we wouldn't. That song on drove through there jumping them doggone pine trees like they wasn't nothing. Because, <laughs> like, I'm hitting the roof on the truck. I'm <laughs> flying all over the seat. But we finally got them song guns out, and I told him, cuz, I done had my adventure with them pigs. I ain't skinning, and I don't want none. You take them home with you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was a, oh, it was awesome right up until we hit that, that bottom and them pigs stuck in that mud. And I was like, goodness gracious, this going to be a nightmare, cuz. That's funny. So, well, guys, I actually got to get out of here, but uh, I really appreciate you guys sitting down with me. We appreciate, hey, we, appreciate we appreciate you having us on here. Oh, hey, yeah, for sure. Anybody out there is listening, they got, they got any uh, crazy coon hunting stories or dog mm-hmm. hunting stories, hey, hit it me up. It ain't even got to have a Bigfoot or an alien in it. It's just got to – needs to be I really crazy. like the spooky ones. Yeah. I really I like, like the dogs ones. get spooked, like real spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite. Before we get off here, I do want you to also plug your uh, your other podcast, which is still on the Houndstooth Podcast Network. Oh, the other one that just yeah. started, yep. the OTC. Yep, the OTC. Okay. I've been enjoying it. So, so um, it was just uh, it, it stands for kind of like get off the coons for a little bit and on the cross. So it's like a biblical topics that mm-hmm. I talk about and such. And I got some pretty ones. Just I'm working on it. I'm gonna start coming out because uh, one of my favorite topics in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, are the giants. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on some good material for those and tie them back in with the cross too. There you go. So, yeah, you just go on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network and check those out. And if you got any crazy stories, you can reach out to me and you can go on there and find the email address, but it's htpodinfo at gmail.com. Okay. Well, thank you very much, guys. It was good hey, seeing you guys again. Thank hey, we you, appreciate man. it. Good talking with you, man. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>